It's natural that over time, the meaning of the words that we use can shift. It happens all the time. It's probably happened throughout history. But there are two words within the mental health realm that really have shifted quite significantly in terms of what they tend to mean. And they have the potential to be harmful, actually. And so I wanted to take some time to share my thoughts around this with you and just kind of give you a little bit of a word of caution when you hear these things. Welcome to the Courageous Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Peggy Oliveira, former trauma therapist and survivor of childhood trauma. I am so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, get settled in, and let's take this journey together. I'm doing this episode because I created a short video on our for social media in which I just kind of talked about the fact that there are two words that really don't mean what they used to. And those two words are expert and certified. And then I did a couple of other videos where I just went into it briefly, but realized that there's a lot more really to talk about, a lot more information that I think is important around this. So I wanted to do this longer video. I'm hoping to not make it too long and get to both words. I might need to do a part two to cover the second. So when you think about expert, when you hear somebody on a blog post or in a podcast or something like that, and they reference their expertise or their years of experience or practice or um, research, it's very natural because there's a lot of weight to those types of words to make an assumption. Sometimes it's a conscious assumption. Sometimes we realize we're jumping to that assumption, but oftentimes we're really not. Um, But we just kind of assume that they know what they're talking about, particularly when it is somebody that is really great with speaking or on video or writing copy. Um, And For most people watching this, you probably know me a little bit, but there might be some new people here. So you might be saying to yourself, well, how do I know I want to listen to her? What expertise does she have? And that's part of what I want to share today is I think it's important to remember that, to listen to things, to read things from a place of not necessarily skepticism, but awareness. So There are three things that have, I think, come together over the last several years that have, in a sense, kind of created this perfect storm for this to happen. And those three things are the online entrepreneurship world, the coaching industry, and social media, including YouTube. Um, Those three things combined have created a situation in which A lot of people believe, I think a lot of people really do believe it. I think some people don't necessarily believe it, but are just doing what they think they can do or should do or whatever. But it's created a situation in which these people believe that they, because they've been through something, because they've read some stuff, they've researched, and I put that in quotes because that word has also lost some of its meaning. Um, And so they feel equipped to help other people. And I blame that on the coaching industry. Um, 
well, and the online world, people trying to get people to start online businesses, particularly around coaching, though. Um, so people are told, and I've I've experienced this myself looking at different kinds of things out there about building my business and that sort of thing online. Um, but people are told that, well, if you are one step ahead, then you're an expert. Then you've got something that you can teach somebody else. And I think that's incredibly inaccurate. Um, and it might depend on the circumstance, what it is you're actually teaching. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, but to try to sell things, they need you to believe that if you're one step ahead or if you've been through something, then you're an expert, then you can help somebody else. Now, I want to be very clear here. There is tremendous value and it's incredibly important, which is one of the reasons why I want us to start talking about things more and more and more. But there's a difference between somebody sharing, this was my experience, this is what I did to help, or I tried this and it didn't work. These are the things that I did that were helpful for me or helped me heal or whatever. There is incredible value in that. And I absolutely would not want that to change. But because of these other things, what has happened is people are not necessarily just sharing that this is my experience and this is what worked for me. They are sharing it from that place of authority that I experienced this and I can now help you, whatever, fix it, heal, get better, resolve it, whatever it might be. Um, and that is where it becomes potentially harmful. And not just harmful for the person listening or buying the thing, but actually for the other person as well. And I'll try to get into that a little bit more too. Um, so you've seen it without a doubt. If you watch YouTube videos, if you read things online, listen to podcasts um, or on social media, particularly TikTok seems to be where much of it is. Um, you have come across people talking about how they healed and now they've become a coach and they can help you heal as well. And again, if somebody is talking about it from a place of this is what worked for me and I really love talking with people about that and let's come together and have conversations, I am all for that. I am in complete support of that. But again, approaching it from a peer perspective versus an authority or an expert perspective. And that's where I was going to say the lines are blurred, but in all reality, there are no lines any longer. And this is true, certainly in the mental health field. And I've been seeing this probably because of the work that I do, mostly around trauma. Or I've been seeing this actually a lot with ADHD as well. Um, trauma, even parenting sometimes. Um, and I'm sure there's other, some other things there too, depression. Um, but there's a big difference between being able to have the breadth of knowledge and understanding in everything that's involved in what this person is dealing with. And the role that you play is very different than being a peer, being a fellow, whatever it is, 
a fellow parent, a fellow person with ADHD, a fellow trauma survivor. There's huge differences there. Again, I want to be very clear that peer connection and support I believe is actually necessary, which is one of the reasons why I believe so strongly in groups. Having that is incredibly important. And what part of what has happened within the coaching industry is that, and I, I heard this several years ago when I first took, took my business online, and I'm still hearing it, just heard it again like last week. Um, what happens is that they are telling people that well, if you've been through it, then you're an expert, whatever it might be. They're also saying to people, well, if you're one step ahead, then you can teach other people how to get there. And living through something yourself, I guess you could say makes you an expert in your experience. We can definitely say that. It makes you an expert in your experience. Nobody can know your experience, how that shows up for you better than you. But it doesn't mean that you are then qualified to help other people. And I do see this a lot on social media with people that have experienced like chronic illnesses or different kinds of medical types of situations. And they will talk about, I healed my gut. I healed my rheumatoid arthritis. I whatever. And they then create a program in which they tell you how to do that too. I think most people can recognize that when it comes to medical stuff, that there's a whole lot that somebody probably doesn't really know. I, I think most people can kind of recognize that and that getting help from your medical professional is probably important. Maybe work with this person who's created this program as well, as long as you're getting your authoritative, and I put that in quotes, information from the qualified person to give it. Part of that, so, so that's one piece of that. The other thing there that happens is if you're one step ahead, I remember the first time I heard that and I was so confused. I thought, wait a second. I actually ended up doubting myself, like, wait a second, is that true? Um, and I quickly realized I trusted myself that, wait a minute, there is so much risk in telling people that and then somebody actually doing something with that. But if you think about it, being one step ahead, again, as a peer, even as children, there's a lot of benefit in that, right? Like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing and it really seems to be helping or I'm feeling better. Um, but you would encourage them to still work with a professional if they needed a professional, right? like the person who's talking about healing their gut health, um, they would encourage you to seek medical attention if you're struggling with things. They wouldn't expect you or suggest to you that you rely on them to heal. Well, the one step ahead thing, particularly when it comes to like medical and mental health stuff, especially trauma, one of the reasons that healing trauma takes the amount of time and practice that it does is because people will feel like they've moved ahead several steps and then find that they are struggling again, feeling as if they're right back where they started. And that's a natural part of the progression in healing. So if somebody is one step ahead or even two steps ahead, maybe even five steps ahead, there's going to come a time when they feel like they're back at, one, at step one. There's going to be 
the reality that they may be able to see what's ahead of them as they're experiencing it, whether it's one step or five steps, but they can't yet see steps 12, steps 20, steps 30, and 50. When you have no idea what those steps are, how can you expect to help somebody who's back at step one to move not only to where you are, but beyond? And can they really move to where you are? Because you don't fully understand what got you there. There's going to be a lot of differences between you and your experience and what helped you get to where you are and this person. And because you're at step five or 10 or one, as they suggest, when you don't know what's coming around the corner, that step that you took could actually be unhelpful, maybe even harmful to the next 10 steps you need to take. So, and, and this is, I really believe that this is part of the problem with the coaching industry, because the reality is that, and I see this all the time, coaches have come up and they've done things to become a coach, whatever that might be, um, because again, it's not regulated. So literally anybody, and I'm using that word very specifically, literally anybody can be a coach. Anybody can say that they're an expert. Anybody can create a great landing page and tell you that they can help you heal. Anybody. But when you don't understand, when you have no awareness even, and you don't really understand all of the complexity that goes into mental health or medical issues, when you don't understand all of that, you risk putting somebody at risk of even more harm. Just like with medical stuff, if you take a supplement and that's been helpful for you and you tell everybody else that they need to take the supplement because you've done all the research, which means that you've done some Google searching, um, there could be a lot of contraindications as to why other people, maybe certain types of people, maybe other people just generally, maybe shouldn't be taking that supplement. There could be medication issues, there could be lifestyle issues, there could be age issues, there could be um, other medical issues that could go into that. But as consumers, we don't know that information either. So when somebody comes out from this place of authority, we're searching for answers. We want to feel better. And especially when somebody seems like they're doing so great and they really have healed, we want that too. And I have found myself watching things or reading things, mostly around like medical types of things, um, where somebody is talking about particularly like GI GI issues, because in the past in particular, I have struggled a lot with GI issues and, um, and hormonal changes and that kind of thing. And so as I'm consuming content and I hear something and it's like, oh, maybe that will work. Well, probably in part because of the work that I do and how long I've done it, I'm a little skeptical <laughs> and my feelings about all of this, I'm a little skeptical. And so um, unless somebody has like MD after their name, um, 
And even sometimes then, I will go to their bio, I will look them up online, try to find a website, try to find information about them before I fully buy into what they're saying. I want to get it from different places before I buy into that. Um, now, some things, you know, are not necessarily particularly harmful, like, um, well, I was going to say essential oils, but even essential oils, you have to be kind of cautious of, especially if you are ingesting them, which is generally not recommended, um, or certainly putting them on your skin. Like there's a lot of people talking talking about that kind of stuff too. And what is their real training on that? And most of us, the majority of the population, we are not educated and trained in essential oils and plant medicine and that sort of thing. But when somebody comes on with this air of authority and they're talking about their years of research, which again is often Google searches, um, we can easily buy into that. And I'm saying we because I can too. And this is why it is so concerning to me it is hard enough as somebody consuming mental health content, somebody who is looking for people to help them with their struggles. It is hard enough to understand the differences in actual mental health professionals. There is a lot that is so confusing. The different methods, the different diagnoses, the different um, educational training programs, the letters after somebody's name, the signifies them as different licensures or education degrees and all of that kind of stuff. It is so incredibly confusing. And I have, in my professional capacity, as well as my personal capacity, I have known many people who kind of get sucked into something. And sometimes it's just the consuming the information. And sometimes it's actually hiring somebody that they work with in which it just ends up creating more problems for them. Anything from just stalling their progress um, on the minor end to doing things that are actually quite harmful to not just their progress, but to them on an emotional level. And as I mentioned earlier, the harm can happen on the other person's side, the content creator, because they often struggle if they have any integrity at all, um, which I think a lot of them do. And I want to be clear, I don't think most people by far are doing it maliciously. I really do not believe that. So I want to be clear about that too. But they're being sold something by the three things together that just isn't true. Um, but for people that want to do good work and that care about what they're doing and want to help people, they find that they kind of run up against things that they're not equipped to deal with. And they then end up feeling bad. And I have, again, known people personally, but also have worked with people professionally um, who've come to me as a result of finding themselves in that kind of position and really struggle with where they're at. And they're doubting themselves. It reinforces that they're bad people or that they're unworthy or that they'll never be able to do the things that they want to do. And obviously that's not good. So as you are consuming content, be mindful of what I have talked about here. Doesn't mean that you can't trust it. Doesn't mean that that person is a bad person. And I, 
definitely want to stress that. Um, like I said, I, I know people both personally and professionally, and none of them are bad people. None of them are um, even dishonest or disingenuous because they believe that. They were told that. And social media with the continual opportunity for people to do this, we get sucked into it. And so we believe it too. So just be mindful of that. Get on Google, look them up. What are their qualifications? If their qualifications are solely that they went through it too, what is it that you're really going to them for? Do you want just kind of support and community connecting with somebody who's been there? Then that person might be great for you. If you're thinking that that person is going to be able to get you from where you are to where you ultimately want to be, probably not. And there's quite a bit of risk within that. Again, this happens in the medical field as well. There are a lot of people on social media and writing blogs that, and even podcasts that are doing kind of similar things. Not as much, I don't think, as in the um, mental health realm, but it also happens in the financial realm. I'm, I'm seeing that happen too. Um, so recognize that when somebody talks about all the years of research that they've done, what does that really mean? Good chance it likely just means that they've read a lot of stuff from Google, um, maybe even read some books, maybe even by people that are qualified to write the books as an expert. Um, but that does not give you the, the depth and breadth of understanding, of knowledge, of training, of clinical experience and supervision that you need to be able to do all of that, to conceptualize all of that. I talk to a lot of therapists who, some are fairly new in the field, but some aren't. They just haven't done a lot of work with trauma survivors who are surprised sometimes by the things that they learn when we have conversations that they hadn't really thought of in that way. And part of not thinking of things in that way is because it takes a lot of experience, takes a lot of training to be able to really conceptualize things in such a broad way and to understand them in such a broad way. So this video ended up being much longer than I anticipated, and I only got to expert. So I will do another video in which I go into how certified has kind of changed what it means over time as well. So I'll look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for spending this time and sharing this space with me. Together, we heal. Make sure to subscribe, and if you haven't yet, make sure to leave a review. I'll look forward to connecting with you next time.